What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, today we're going to talk about something that I get asked a lot about. Um, you know, it's it has to do more with uh, mentality than it does with a practical tool. But you know what? Isn't mentality and the way you see things and the way you condition yourself to see things and view the world... Isn't that a practical tool in itself? It helps you see things a little bit differently. Uh, it helps you adjust to things. It helps you deal with things that happen to you. Uh, and I think that developing the right mentality can be practical if it's thought of as practical. Um, so today we're going to talk about something that is really more so how I view things because a lot of you guys ask me, you know, why are you so intense? Why do you have, uh, you know, this kill, kill, kill mentality? You know, shouldn't you be seeing things more of a, you know, an easygoing way? It seems like you're always stressed or you're always so intense. And, you know, I think it's important to kind of dissect where that comes from in a, in a, in a, in a, organized practical way because I think a lot of people think it's just it's it's just ranting and raving and 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 not a specific mentality uh so today we're going to dive into that as always uh, I'm joined by my co-host Vaughn the pastor of disaster what's going on my man Things are really good, and I totally agree that mentality is uh, is practical. It's like that old saying that's been around forever: "Sow a thought, reap an action." So your your mind influences what you do. So clearly, it's practical. Do you know what? I would argue that most people miss out on perfecting the way to think about things because they don't see it as quote unquote useful or practical, like they would see maybe a course. Uh, or a uh, episode on, let's say, sales or customer service. But at the end of the day, how you think about things is going to affect and direct your entire life. It's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your the way you do business. It's going to affect your fitness. It's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your mental health. It's going to affect really everything and shape everything that has to do with your entire life. Um and really, what's more practical than that? You know what I mean? Not too much, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, what I want to get into, guys, is is something that I call the battleground mentality, all right? And it, it, it really is a summary of the way that my brain is wired, personally, and the way that I see most successful people that I know are also wired. It, they may not be as loud or, uh, you know, as outspoken, but when you break down the way they think about things and you break down the way that they actually process thoughts, you're going to find that the commonalities are consistent amongst these two groups. Uh, and the first group, guys, is a group that I call the whiners, all right? And the whiners, they don't live in real life. They live in ideal life, okay? They live and react and make decisions based upon the way that they wish life was, okay? They think of earth and this world and this life as a big giant playground. Like we're just hanging out, we're we're uh we're chilling, we're having a good time, and for that reason, when things that are bad happen, they are surprised. You know, they're surprised when they experience conflict. They're surprised when they experience adversity. They're surprised when they experience the unexpected, all right? And 
they're surprised when they get hurt by these things. And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, if you go through life operating in the in the world and making decisions based upon the way you wish the world was, you're going to get hurt consistently. You're going to get smashed consistently. You're going to get stomped on consistently because you're not operating with what is. Okay? And that leads us to the second group. The second group is the group of people that I described a little bit earlier, you know, the winners, all right? These are the people who are doing things. They're the people who are creating things. They're the people who find success in all areas of life, whether that be in their fitness, their relationships, their business. They're the people that you look at and you say, man, that motherfucker's got his shit together. And he just seems like everything that he does turns into gold, all right? And there's a reason why there are these so-called alchemists out there in the world that we all observe, the people who always seem to win. It's because they have ideals, but they deal in the real, okay? They take life and see life and operate within life's boundaries as it is. They don't look at it how they think it should be and make decisions based upon that. They look at it how it is, right or wrong, good or bad, regardless of what they feel it should be, they decide and act and react upon what they observe and what actually is. Now, these people, they're not all stiff and they don't, it's not like they don't know how to enjoy themselves. They're not serious all the time. They understand how to have a good time and I would argue better than anybody, but they also understand what a battleground mentality is. They understand that conflict, that adversity, that things that are going to be unexpected they understand to expect those things, okay? And when they get hurt and they get punched on and they get stomped on, they deal with it. They don't act like it's not supposed to happen. They understand that that's part of the game. They understand that that's part of life. They understand that getting your fucking throat stomped on once in a while is going to happen. But they also understand that it's how they react to those things that ultimately determine what those things ultimately mean and affect their lives, okay? Now, obviously, the second group, the winners, those are the people that we're going to talk about today. Those are the people that we're going to talk about how and why do they have this certain mentality that we're going to label the battleground mentality for sake of this episode. And we're going to talk about how you cultivate that mentality over the course of everything that you do, all right? This isn't like, and a lot of you guys who, you know, are a little softer mentality, and there's nothing wrong with being a little softer, but you've grown up in a world where you probably had idealistic parents and you had people who told you that everybody should be fucking friends and everybody should be nice to each other and the world, you know, is this really nice place where everybody gets along and that's just not reality. And so for some of you, when you hear this, you think it's like some sort of heartless, uh, mean way to think, but at the end of the day... This is the only way that you're going to be able to provide enough for your family, your friends, the people that you care about on a consistent basis. Because if you're operating in an area that isn't actually what it is, you know, you're operating in this magical place that you think is ideal, that you think is the way that it should be versus operating in a place of the way that it is, it's not that, you know, you're heartless. It's that 
<clears throat> you actually have a bigger heart because you're having to, to understand and deal with the things that are, and that takes a lot more fucking heart than it does to pretend things are a certain way. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that people always ask, why are you so intense? What I would say, too, is that you get that question a lot because you are outwardly passionate, you know, very animated, but I think people are insane if they don't think that someone who's mild-mannered like a... Well, like the late Steve Jobs or or Bill Gates or even somebody who's older and more genteel like uh, Warren Buffett, if they think those guys aren't intense, they're insane. They're just they, they just, just don't show. They it. just don't show right. it. They don't manifest it in the same way. Right. So, and that's, you know, that's I think that's a big misconception because I know it is because I know a lot of a lot of very successful people, a lot of very high level, top level, financially successful people. Um, all of them are like that. All of them are highly competitive. All of them have the battleground mentality. All of them embody the points that we're going to talk about in this episode and basically uh, unpack so that people can start to think about, um, and there's really only four major points to this, but all of them possess this. And it, they might not verbalize it the same way. They might not be this aggressive, uh, loud, intense voice. Um, they might not have a voice at all. But when you break it down and you get these people behind closed doors and you see how they operate and you talk to them, they all possess these qualities. All of them. It's not some of them have some of these qualities. Every single one of them has these exact qualities. And that's why this episode is so practical for people because they can understand, like, you don't have to be this aggressive, crazy motherfucker to have these qualities, you can have these qualities too, by, and you could be a reserved, more quiet person. You know what I mean? But it's about how you think about things and how you react to things. That's what's going to end up making it you know, work for you anyway. Absolutely, and you're obviously going to put the emphasis on the people with the battleground mentality, but I do want to say that the analogy of the, of the playground is really perfect because especially with um, I've got two young girls. My wife and I have two young girls. And a playground is literally you just go from amusement to amusement with no real purpose other than just to entertain yourself. And it really is designed for people who lack focus, for, for children, you know? Yeah, yeah but dude, you got to, if you really think about this and break it down, like if we're going to like really think, let's think like 10,000 foot view. This world was designed by smart motherfuckers. Okay, it was designed on purpose. And I'm talking about the way people are raised, the way people are brought up to think, the way they are trained, because let's face it, that's what fucking school is from the time you're in kindergarten or preschool all the way till you graduate high school and college. You are being trained to think a certain way. Okay, and because for hundreds of years we have been taught and brought up under this exact way of thinking, everybody sees it as normal, okay? And when you see something as normal, we don't question it. And when we don't question things, we leave our lives up to become the product of someone else's decisions, which are the smart motherfuckers I mentioned a few minutes ago. They're the people who are designing the system, all right? And I'm not trying to sound like some anarchist here, but realize that you are a product of a system designed by people that are much fucking smarter and wealthier than you. And you are designed to be brought up, to think a certain way, to see things as right and wrong a certain way, 
and then to go out and be a productive member of this society that was designed by someone else, most likely with their benefit in mind. Absolutely. And a system- people don't put enough emphasis on thinking about it like that. No, you're they right. They just see it as normal. So what they do is they spend their entire life going from what you just said, amusement to amusement to amusement to amusement, which is designed to keep people from thinking big so that they can never realize the system that they're a part of so that they have to go to college, they have to get a regular job, they have to get married, they have to have kids, they have to pay off their student loans, and they become trapped in this debt circle to where they don't have a choice even if they do start to see the big picture. And my goal here is to get you to see it before it's too late. And the system is so insidious that when you do have somebody who, who breaks free of it, and, and is living the way that they're supposed to live. They look so weird that the people in power can say, look at that guy. He's 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 exactly. an idiot. Like, you know, what? Exactly. The earth is round? We right. all know it's flat. Exactly. But you know what? It takes a different level of thinker to to see the world at that at that 10,000 point, you know, foot view. Because it, when you start to see it and you become aware, and we talk about, you know, I've used this analogy before. It's like take the red pill, take the blue pill, like in the Matrix. Once you take that fucking awareness pill and you see shit for how it is, man, it's a different kind of life because I'm going to tell you right now, people, you're going to look at people different. You're going to look at the way people act different. You're going to have less people that you want to associate different because you are going to have a hard time associating with people who are living within the quote unquote Matrix versus people who are aware of what's actually going on. And like, dude, that's a, that's not a fucking popular place to live. And and dude, when you are aware and you are seeing things for what it is and you are seeing the big picture and you are seeing how fucking sheepish most people are, it becomes very lonely. It becomes a lonely place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just reality. So you have to make your choice. But I can tell you this. If you are fortunate enough to have the courage to become aware and see the world for what it is, you can manipulate it to be whatever you want. And that's awesome. That's powerful. That's worth all the other bullshit that you have to go through. It's just that most people will never go through it. Right. I think and- the funniest thing about it is it's, it's known as the safe way. But if you break it down like you are right now, like, dude, yeah. it's normal now to be in debt, to carry these student loans, like everything. That's all normal and safe. Dude, that's what our parents taught us was normal. Right. That's what they were taught was normal. And their parents taught their parents. And it's all part of a system so that we could create a series of worker bees that work within a system that never get rewarded. You know, that's why in our company, like I continue to grow my company and create opportunities within my company because I don't feel right being a part of that system. Like I was meeting with a very successful friend of mine, a very, very successful friend of mine uh, a a few weeks ago at his house. He's got a $17 million fucking house. All right. We're sitting and he's, we're the same age. We're sitting in his house and he's telling me how he just bought his first, uh, he bought his first exotic car, which is a Ferrari and he has 600 employees. And he's like, dude, you know, are people going to like hate me because I'm driving a Ferrari? And I'm like, well, let me ask you this. Does your company provide upward mobility to where people can earn six and seven figures in, in your company if they work their asses off? And he's like, no. And I said, OK, well, some of the people in your company are going to hate you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah. 
How do you respond? Well, I mean, he he started questioning how he he started questioning how he could create a better company, which is a great response. Yeah, he, I remember you struggling with that. Yeah, I did. And, and it was the no, time I, we've talked about this like twenty times. Him and I now because yeah. now because like this has evolved into a much bigger conversation. Like how how do I convert my company to a place where people aren't just surviving, but they can actually thrive. And dude, that's what, so, so for me, and like, I'm going to get to your point here in a second. Like, dude, when I bought my first Lamborghini, I had a Lamborghini for like a year and a half before people even knew that I had it. And the only reason I had to come out and admit that I had it is because one of my employees saw me at a restaurant getting out of it. And so I, I, I was really scared to like let people know because I didn't know how they would react. Well, the result of that ended up being you know, I had to look at myself. Was I creating opportunity for my people to where they could actually one day afford those kinds of things for themselves? And at that time, I couldn't, I wasn't honestly doing that. Um, now, there's not a company on earth that has more upward mobility of than our companies. There's no fucking way. You know, there's dudes, that, there's literally dudes that start off here at $7 an hour that are now going to be millionaires in the next 12 months. That's the truth. Um so now I feel great about everything I do because I'm creating fucking massive opportunity. But, you know, my point in, in bringing this whole thing up is that, you know, you have to realize that, you know, once you start seeing the world for what it is from a career standpoint, if you're a business owner, you have an obligation to create a, a situation that's different a situation that bucks that trend or breaks that mold. And that's how you're going to build a successful company these days because there's too much opportunity otherwise. Otherwise, why the fuck would anybody want to work for anybody? That's a great point. There's so many resources out exactly. there. Right. Why not just go in business right. for so yourself? So if you're not in the business of creating opportunity for other people, i.e. your own people, dude, you're not going to be able to run a company because people are going to fucking quit and they're going to go do their own shit. Right. You know what I mean? So this is a great precursor to your first point yeah the the first point is is that successful people see things for what they are they have the ideals but they live in the real and that's not pessimism a lot of people listen to that and they say oh you're being pessimistic because if we really cared about the world we'd want to change it to be this great thing all right well good here's the problem with that you only live to be like 85 years old if you're fucking lucky Okay, so do you want to contribute your whole life to try to change something? Or do you want to... And, and that's a noble thing. I mean, some of the greatest names in history spent their whole lives trying to change the world. No problem with that. I think that's a noble thing, and there has to have people... We have to have people in this world that will do that. I'm not one of those motherfuckers. I want to enjoy my life. I want to make an impact on a different level. I want to, I want to help other people enjoy their lives. I want to help hundreds of thousands of people be, feel better with the way that they live their lives, not only the way they think, the way they act, but their fitness and everything that I do. I want the hundreds of employees that we have and, and uh, you know, outside reps, which are in the thousands now, to be financially successful. So I'm doing that by looking at the way things are and reacting and, and, and making my decisions based around the way things are. You well, know, let, let me just say this. I I, th I I think you're not being fair to yourself because you absolutely do want to change the world. You're just doing it. You're starting from a different place. The other people are starting from a pie-in-the-sky idealism, and you're starting from a 
okay, here's the real world. We're gonna. This is how we're gonna op- operate. But I, I, I think you're no, actually I mean, doing yourself yeah, a disservice no, that's, that's to say that you're you're not well, wanting no, to change but, the world. But what I'm saying is, is like from a fucking yes, pie in the sky standpoint, you know. And people think they're gonna change the world by going out and doing a demonstration or going out stomping their fucking feet and making fucking Facebook statuses and this and other bullshit. The way you change the world is by impacting people on a real fucking level. And the way you impact people on a real fucking level is by dealing with the way things really are, not the way things you wish they were. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you know, pessimists they'll they'll say things and, and and you know they'll 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 make excuses and and they'll say all these whiny little things and you know things look bad and I expect you know that they're gonna end up bad so you know what I'm not really gonna do that because I know it's gonna end up bad anyway you know a, a realist they're not gonna say you know things are bad or good they're gonna say hey this is just the way it is and because this is the way it is these are gonna be the strategies that I take and the reactions and the decisions that I make based upon the way things really are which are gonna produce this result they're manipulators of reality they're not fucking powders they're not crybabies they're not whiners they take the shit that is and then they produce a positive outcome and that's that's powerful it is. You know, people think that whenever I say being a realist over an idealist is powerful. No, you don't understand how powerful it is. Because really, it goes back to when we talked about alchemy a couple weeks ago. It's taking the shit and turning into fucking Shinola, man. You're taking dog shit and you're turning into gold nuggets. That's, that's what realists do. That's what realist entrepreneur thinkers do. That's what people with battleground mentality do. They take the worst possible scenario and they don't say, oh, that's the worst possible scenario. They say, well, this is what we have to deal with and this is what we got to do. And this is and this is what we got to do to produce that result. So guess what? They go fucking do that. They don't sit around and whine about, oh, well, you know what? That's, that's this guy's fault and it should be this way. That's Trump's fault. You know, it right. should be this way, this way, this way. Well, guess what, motherfucker? It ain't that way. Now what? What you're talking about reminds me of an ancient story that I read one time where a, where a mighty king sent out a scout to, to check out the, the opposing army. So the scout goes out and he comes back and he, he basically says, uh, well, they have this, this, this number of troops. And man, I, I just don't think there's any way we're going to be able to beat them. And the king just kind of pointed his finger and had the scout's head lopped off immediately and basically looked at the rest of them and said, your job is to tell me what's out there. Your job is not to assess whether we're going to win or lose. And I think that's what you're saying is your your job just go out there, assess what's there, be objective and then say, "Okay, how can we make this the best possible situation?" Exactly. Every time and everything that you do on a daily basis. Your wife leaves you. Well, <laughs> there's no use in crying about it. How about this? How about let's look at the good shit? Now, I'm single. I can go out and find a better fucking wife. I can go out and have some fun with my boys. I can go out and do the things I wasn't able to do. You see what I'm saying? But instead, what do they do? They go on fucking Facebook and they say, oh, well, my wife shouldn't have left me because I'm a good dude. Well, clearly, either you're not a good dude and she didn't think so, or clearly she's fucked up. Either way, it doesn't really fucking matter now. You know what I mean? It is Let's what it move is. on. Yeah. And that's the problem. So many of these motherfuckers on the fucking world, especially on fucking Facebook, whine and cry and bitch about shit that already happened. The fuck you gonna do now? Deal with it. You know, I don't give a fuck that your parents beat your ass when you were a kid. I don't give a fuck that you were molested as a kid. 
I don't give a fuck that your teachers called you stupid. What the fuck are you doing about it now? That's what the world gives a fuck about. Nobody fucking cares. And is it a tragedy that those things happen? Absolutely. I'm not arguing that. But what I am arguing is wasting your whole entire fucking life, dwelling on the past tragedies of your life, complaining as if you're the only motherfucker that ever had to deal with these things, and then wasting your whole fucking life because somebody else did something to you 20 fucking years ago. It's, it makes no sense. I posted this great quote the other day on uh, Instagram. Chuck Swindoll says, maybe 10%, maybe life is 10% what happens to you, but it's at least 90% how you respond to it. Yeah, it, and that's maybe. It's more like probably 2% what happens to you, 98% how you respond. But at the end of the day, the people who fucking win, they look at shit for what it is, and they say, you know what, that sucks that happened, but here's what I'm going to do about it. And they go out and they fucking make good shit happen. Yeah. You know, I know you like to read great biographies, and I, I just we need to pound this point in. You read the biographies of these great people, these people who have accomplished just things that are beyond our imagination, and very often they come from brutal circumstances. And then you compare them to people- Almost always, Vaughn. Almost always. Right. And then you compare them to people who grew up in really comfortable circumstances and haven't made anything okay, of so their Okay, so what's your, what's your take on that? Oh, Why do you think that is? Well- because we grow stronger through struggle. 100%. I mean, yeah. And see, the average motherfucking pessimist pussy will read that shit and they say, oh, all these people make up these stories of adversity. Everybody's always got a story, blah, blah, blah. No, motherfucker. The worst fucking stories produce the strongest motherfucking people. And I'm sorry that you're so big of a pussy that you can't fucking deal with one little thing when other people have dealt with thing after thing after thing after thing after thing. And trust me, I know I'm not the fucking most, I didn't grow up the hardest fucking life, you know? Did I have some bad shit happen to me that probably would have crumbled most people? No fucking question. But you know what? I know you did. I've yeah. heard your whole story. Yeah, but, but the point is, is, you know, there's people that are 10 times worse than me that have built 10 times more success. You know what I'm saying? But you're right, because the, the people who make excuses will always say, yeah, but when you look at people like, you know, the greats, you're dealing with people who are so talented and they're just different from everybody else they're these outliers no, who are just at the end of the day to be they great. decided to not be a fucking victim yeah and they they and they are going to succeed because of their fucking story not in spite of their story right you know what i mean well you probably remember when we had neo davis on and i was giving him every opportunity that i could basically to sit because he he grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood and had all these things against him and he just wouldn't have anything of it. You know, he was just like, no. I mean, yeah, it was a rough neighborhood. Yeah, I didn't have a father figure. Yeah, 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 but who cares? Dude, life is no different than a fucking muscle. The more stress, the more anxiety, the more fucking work you put a fucking muscle through, the bigger, the stronger it gets. No different for your brain, no different for your fucking soul. It's just what it is. People who go through shit are the ones who become shit. Period. Right. So point number one is they have ideals, but they live in the real. Yeah. So, point number two, it's not that people who have the battleground mentality don't like to have a good time. They do. But they also understand that Earth is a battleground. Our life is a battle. Our life is going to be a struggle. We're going to have hard times, okay? We don't, we don't look at life as if it's some sort of fucking game. We're serious about it. 
All right, it's just like being in battle. Now, I've never been in the military, but I can promise you this. Every motherfucker that has, that has actually been shot at, they don't sit in the fucking trench and think, oh man, this is really fucking fun. No, they're sitting there and they understand this. Every single one of my thoughts and actions right now are going to dictate whether I live or fucking die. Okay? It's not like, oh, it will be nice for me to live or, oh, it will be nice for me to get out of this. They say, fuck. All right. This is serious. I've got to fucking make decisions right now that are going to fucking allow me to keep breathing. And that's what I'm going to fucking do no matter what else, whatever it takes, I'm going to fucking make sure that I survive this. Okay? They think through every fucking action. They think through every consequence. Their training, their training and their mental preparation helps them carry through these situations. Okay? And, and like, you know, people are like, oh, you're comparing everyday life to life and death. Yeah, that's what fucking successful people do. They think through every action. They understand that every action is a producing outcome. They understand that this is important and this is fucking serious on a daily basis. They don't go weeks at a time without thinking about their future. They think about it on a fucking day by day, action by action basis. It's a fucking battle and they know it's a fucking battle. Okay. And they're alert about being in this situation. They're not mindless. They're paying attention. They're concentrating. They're fucking focused. And they're allowing themselves not to get distracted from what their ultimate destination is. All right? And so many people now, they they go to fucking social event. Let's go back to the big picture shit I was talking about a minute ago. Uh, Wednesday night, social event. Thursday night, ladies night. Friday night, drinks with the bros. Saturday night, uh fucking club night, Sunday, fun day, uh, Monday, hungover, Tuesday, not as hungover, Wednesday, back to the social event. And they fucking spend their whole life going from distraction to distraction to distraction. And then they put 20 years into that and wonder why they fucking digging anywhere. It's because you're not alert. You're not taking it serious. You're not fucking focused and sure as fuck. You're not paying attention because you don't have a strategy for victory. Okay, any army, any fucking soldier on earth that goes into real battle has a fucking plan to win. They have a strategy. They have an outcome that they're after. And most of you people get so fucking distracted from day-to-day life that you don't even have a fucking strategy for victory. You don't even think about it. You think that if you think good thoughts and you're nice to people that eventually you're going to end up where you fucking want to be. And that's just not the fucking case. Is being nice to people and thinking good thoughts beneficial? Absolutely. But you have to follow that up with a fucking strategy and action. You can't go through your life floating in the fucking wind like a fucking flower child and expect to end up somewhere that's where you want to be. It just doesn't work that way. So you have to understand that, like, dude, while there is a time to enjoy your life, because this is what the fucking critics say, right? Oh, well, that sounds like it's not a lot of fun. I don't know if I would enjoy that kind of life. You know, I would, that's, that's just not very, very pleasant of a life. Well, here's the deal. You're going to pay the price either way. You could pay the price now. You could put in the work now. You can do the things required now. You could pay attention now. You could focus now, or you could have a good time now. And later you're going to fucking struggle when, when you're fucking 40, 50, 60 years old, and it's actually more difficult for you to make an income and survive because the workplace doesn't like that sort of workforce. And, you know, we can make all the laws and all the fucking, you know, legislation we want. But the reality is, is, dude, if you don't have it going by the time you're 50 years old, you're going to, it's hard to fucking make it. It's just reality. And 
you know, you 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 could pay the price now or you could pay the price then, and it's up to you. That's reality. So, uh, so you're uh, you're a little younger than I am, but you recognize the name General Norman Schwarzkopf. Yeah, I uh, I saw him speak in public, and um, you're talking about being serious that this being a matter of life and death. He said in this speech, how, how how is this not a matter of life and death? Right, right. So he said he said in this speech, he said there's really not a ton of difference between war and life. The only difference is that war makes the possibility of your death more immediately immediate and more urgent. But the reality is, you can live through a war, you can live through multiple wars, and guess what? Someday you're still going to die. Right. So you ought to approach life with the same seriousness that a soldier approaches war. Dude, a sense of urgency, a sense of intensity, a sense of hunger, a sense of will to fucking win on a daily basis. You know? But people don't do that. And then they wonder why they're not getting anywhere. This isn't an option. Like, this thinking that I'm giving you is not a fucking optional way to think. It's not like, oh, well, Andy, you're very intense and we just look at it different. All right, motherfucker, well, come find me in 20 years and let me know where the fuck you are. Because if you don't go through life with this sort of mentality, at least some version of it, you're going to get fucking spanked by people who have it. Like me. So you, <laughs> definitely. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you mentioned killing the enemy. So we're going to have some idiot out there who thinks that you're literally telling, talking about killing people. But what are some of the enemies that you're talking about? Complacency, fucking laziness. All right. Not doing the shit that you need. Lack of discipline. Not doing the shit that needs to be done when it needs to be done. Okay. I'm not literally talking about killing people, but I'm talking about killing all the fucking character qualities inside of you that keep you from where you want to be. All right. You know, we could put a hundred bad qualities in there, but at the end of the day, we all have our fucking enemies. We all have our enemies. Like for me, it, you know, it's alcohol. Like, dude, if I fucking drink too much alcohol, I get really fucking lazy. If I get lazy, I don't work out, then I don't eat right, then I'm not focused, and a spiral of fucking bad shit happens. Now, does that mean I don't drink? No, I fucking love to drink. But I fucking know to keep it in check. You know what I mean? And I, I, I work on battling those kind of enemies on a daily basis. You have to figure out what it is for you. For you, it might be uh, fear of something. And most likely it is. You're probably scared of trying. You're scared of failing. You're scared of looking stupid. You know, those things are part of becoming something. How the fuck are you going to get any better if you never look stupid? It's impossible. It's impossible. But yet, so many people will go on and live the life designed by the fucking man, quote unquote, the man, all right, and live a life they don't even want because they're too afraid to go out and fall on their fucking face. That's your fucking enemy. So, That's the enemy that, that you need to kill. So with mentioning all these character qualities, obviously it goes without saying that the greatest enemy that anybody has is... Always themselves. Themselves. Always themselves. You know, and it's it's always, it's it's popular right now to verbalize that enemy. You know, oh, I got all these haters. Motherfucker, you don't have no haters. You ain't even done anything. You got people flattening the tires on your car or fucking poisoning your dogs or fucking burning your houses down. No. Well, then you don't have any fucking haters. Quit being a pussy. Point number number three. Well, let me restate point number two. Okay. Point number two. They know that there's a time to play, but the earth is a battleground. They know that the earth is a battleground. Point number three. People who have the battleground mentality are not surprised by conflict. They expect it. 
Okay, can you imagine a soldier on, on the battlefield saying, oh, hey, why the fuck are these guys firing at me? Why, why aren't they just letting us walk across there and just do whatever we want? Okay, because you're on a fucking battlefield. You're there for conflict. You have to understand that bad shit is going to happen. You're going to have resistance. You're going to have things that are there to slow you down. You're going to have people try to step in your way. You're going to have all these things. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have, uh, you know, you're going to get sick. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have people quit on you. You're going to get fucking fired. These are all things that happen. Expect it. The biggest problem with most people is they think that the ride is going to be fucking smooth. And they and when it's not smooth, they end up with some sort of fucking like to me, it's something I can't even relate to because I I expect the bad shit so much that the fact that anybody would think it's going to be smooth is like it's like makes me fucking giggle. Maybe it's just cuz I've been doing this for 20 years. You know what I mean? But like the amount of tolerance of fucking adversity that these people are are not willing to deal with it makes me fucking laugh it's like bro you're 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 been doing this for 6 months and you had a couple little bad things happen to you and now you're going to quit like dude you you don't have it you still have what it fucking takes you know people who are successful know and expect adversity and they know how they're going to react when adversity happens. They know that when bad shit happens, that they're going to stand the fuck up, dust the fuck off, and keep moving forward. They're not going to sit down and whine. They're not going to go on Facebook every day when something bad happens and fucking post about it. They're going to keep their mouth shut. They're going to keep their head down. And they're going to do the fucking work. That's what successful people do. They don't wait around for other people to come help them. They don't ask for people to help them. They don't start a GoFundMe fucking page. They don't fucking whine. They don't bitch. They don't pout. They just do what needs to be done, and they move fucking forward, okay? This isn't, you know, utilizing conflict and adversity to improve, it's not an optional part of success. It's necessary part of success. And it's also not some special skill or talent that people have to deal with adversity. It's a fucking choice. You choose to react a certain way. You choose to fix yourself when bad shit happens. You choose to examine yourself when shit that you did causes bad shit to happen to you. And then guess what? You adjust, you dust off, and you move forward. Okay, this is a choice. This isn't a skill. This isn't a talent. It's a way of thinking that you have to have. All right, you have to understand that when bad shit happens and it's going to happen, that you're going to react in a way that benefits you over the course of the long term. All right, expect the bad shit, expect the adversity, expect the resistance. Those things are part of you getting better. I'm the one who is uh, in charge of reading through all the questions that we ended up, uh, that we end up addressing on on, uh, the Frisella factor. And it's amazing to me how many of those are rooted in wrong expectations because we have questions like, well, what do I don't, what if I don't have the perfect business plan or what if, what if I make a mistake or what if people don't like my, you know, my product the first time out. And it's just this, it's just, I don't know if it's naivety or arrogance that they think they're going to get it right the first time. I think it's the expectation of society right now being 
the, it's the instant gratification mentality that's being put out by all these so-called other entrepreneur gurus, you know, get, become a millionaire in 12 months from your fucking basement, uh, become this and that, uh, buy my course, do this, be a baller in fucking two weeks. Like people think they got to hit a home run and, and they don't, they just got to hit a bunch of fucking singles. Yeah. Sounds good. So when they get, when they experience conflict, they expect it. They're ready number for three. it. Yeah. They're ready for it. Yeah. Right. So, and the fourth point and the final point of the battleground mentality is, is when they get wounded, they fucking deal with it. Okay. Again, it's all about expectations. This is a battle. You're on the battlegrounds of your life. You have to understand that you are going to get hurt. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have things that happen to you. You're going to have people leave you. You're going to have girlfriends, wives, significant others leave you. You're going you're gonna to have fucking employees quit on you. You're going to have people do mean shit to you. You're going to have family members not believe in you. You're going to have blah, 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 blah happen. And guess what? You're going to have to fucking pick up and go back to fucking work. All right? People, when you're, when you're a fucking soldier and, and, and I mean, imagine this, like you're a soldier in the fucking military and you're fighting a battle and you fucking twist your ankle. Okay. And then you, you raise your hand to enemy and you say, Hey guys, Hey, sorry. I, uh, I twisted my ankle over here. I'm out. Yes. I'm out of the game. So <laughs> please stop shooting at me. That's, that's the mentality of what we're talking about here. All right. You're going to get fucking hurt. You're going to have bad things happen and it's going to happen a lot. Nobody gets to go to fucking war and battle with the ideal situation of feeling perfect. They're not fucking uh, Iron Man. They're not invincible. They're not walking through with no injuries, no fucking uh, nagging things. Like, dude, people like to act like they're little fucking nagging issues in their life, like they're the only one that fucking has them. Just because you verbalize this shit on Facebook doesn't mean you're the only one that has them. True strength, true fucking warriors, true people who live with the battleground mentality, they don't go through life bitching and whining. So you're never going to know that they have these nagging injuries. They understand that nagging injuries are just part of every fucking day life. Okay? And, and let me get this straight. There's, there's, there's nagging injuries, and then there's things that require attention. All right? You know, th- like, ser- like serious wounds. This would be like, you know, in real life, it would be things like depression or cancer or things that are, that are serious. Those things need to be addressed. You can't, like, brush those off and say, oh, you're being a pussy when you when you're, have these serious issues. So don't sit here and be like, oh, Andy, you're being such a hard ass and you're blah, blah. No. But you have to delineate between shit that is critical and shit that is non-critical. You know, and so many people like to make the non-critical things critical. They like, they like to, you know, they, they like to say, oh, well, this happened to me, so I can't fucking do this today. Or, you know, this, uh, this, my, my, one of my employees quit on me, so, you know, I, I've had a real hard time for the last seven years. The economy was bad in 2007. It was 2017, bitch. Right. What now? You know what I'm saying? Right. There's critical shit and there's non-critical shit. You getting fucking cancer needs to be addressed. You having serious depression where you want to kill yourself every day, that needs to be fucking addressed. Okay? But you being upset because something happened, so what? What are you going to do? There's critical and non-critical issues. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you mentioned your boy who twists his ankle and wants out of the game. I talked to a uh, military physician one time who told me that with a lot of the elite 
uh, soldiers, you know, like the Navy SEALs, they actually have the opposite pro- problem. They could be in war and they could have like an arm blown off and a leg blown off and they're still battling and they've got to teach those guys, okay, listen, at some point you got to bandage yourself. Right. You got to go get some help. But it's that mentality that wins battles and it's that mentality that makes them the elite soldiers they are. And that's the same mentality that makes high achievers in any area of life high achievers. That's what we're talking about here. Because a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you're talking about this like it's war. Well, it is sort of like war. Because the mentality of achieving and winning is still the same. You've got to have the same principles in play. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, these things that we're talking about, they're not optional. They're not, they're not optional character qualities. These are things that are necessity for winning. They're a necessity for success. And anybody who tells you different either isn't successful or not telling you the whole truth. Because I've yet to meet a successful person that doesn't have the four pillars of the battleground mentality in place in their brain. Okay, The four pillars are being a realist, having ideals but living in the real. Number two, know that there's a time to play but understand that this is serious shit. Okay, Number three... Expect adversity, expect conflict, and know how you're going to react. And number four, when you get hurt, you fucking deal with it and you keep moving. Every successful person I know possesses those four pillars. They don't have three. They don't have two. They don't have a little bit of four. They have all of four, and they live them in a daily basis, day in and day out, in every single thing that they do. Every single thing. Regardless of their personality. I, I feel like I just need to emphasize that. Andy isn't saying you have to become Andy. You're, you don't have to become... You'll the, never become me. Well, that's true. No, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying that everybody is who they are, and they, they possess their certain outward character traits. You know, there's so many people I know that are reserved and don't fucking say anything that possess these things that are super ultra-successful. Well, wouldn't you say Dan Fleischman is like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. The, uh, outwardly very mild-mannered, super ne- nice guy. Yeah. But, but, but he's, he's killing it on yeah. a day-to-day basis. And everything that he does. Yeah. You know? And it's every successful person. Every single one that you've ever heard on the show, every single one that you've consumed their content, every single one that you've looked up to that's legitimate and built a legitimate business possesses these four pillars. There's no question. Absolutely. So do you want to give any... Uh, Time to promote the uh, Frisella Factor there? Yeah, yeah. Guys, keep submitting your questions at Frisella Factor. Uh, the website is askthemfceo.com. Go on there, submit your questions. Uh, you know, on the YouTube show, we it's a Q&A format, so it's a little bit different than this. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to YouTube. You can do that on that website as well. Uh, that's going to be our big initiative moving forward um, to bring you guys more real practical feedback to the issues that you're specifically having. Sounds good. Well, I think that's about all that uh, there's to say on the matter for the time being. Yeah, yeah. Guys, uh, as always, you know, we don't charge for anything. So if you have, uh, if you found this valuable, if this is something that you enjoyed, please bring me a friend. That's all I ask. You know, make a post, send me a like minded friend. We're trying to grow this movement. We're tired of the pussification of this fucking earth. Uh, and I know you are too, or you wouldn't be listening to this. So, guys, do that. And then uh, we'll see you next time.